0: Sign up to Tote.ie today and place your first bet. If it loses, we'll refund your stake in cash up to 20 euro. And do not forget, by betting directly with us online, you get a 10% bonus on your winnings on horse race markets with Tote+. Come get the gravy, only with Tote.ie.
1: Welcome to the show. It is great to have your company on a fantastic week of racing. I'm James Kennedy. And delighted to be joined by two brilliant guests who I'll introduce in a second. I have to say that uh, I'm going to a wedding next week, which means that we're essentially off. We're doing a review show with Simon Holt on Monday, and then we're out of here for a week. Uh, Tawala will release a bonus podcast at some stage, but I'm going to be drinking and having great fun, so I've got no idea when exactly she's going to release that. But hey, Tawala's in charge next week, basically. See what happens. Um, I'm saying this because I have a tan. I was pale as Casper the Ghost, so I decided. My best friend's there's only 50 people going to be there. I can't be pale, I've got to sit out in the sun. I look like David Dickinson. I'm mahogany, and this now makes no sense considering it's cloudy, it's kind of foggy, there's a lot of rain. And in the UK, it's so bad, Stradivarius had to be pulled from the Goodwood Cup. So, I look more ridiculous than usual. But hey, anything to make people amused. But, to celebrate these two epic festivals, and if you want brilliant insight into Goodwood, make sure you've listened to our Goodwood special, with the brilliant assistant trainer to Sir Michael Stout, James Savage, giving his time and analysis to you for free. And the superb Tom Bull from Racing TV, who's got some really interesting angles. The lads make some great cases. The three of us are in agreement on at least three horses. There's a bit of debate, plenty of crack, and some fantastic insight in there as well. Make sure you listen to the show. It is available for free now, wherever you get your podcasts. And to celebrate, Goodwood and Galway, Tote are enhancing their sign-up offer From the usual 10 to 20 euro or 20 pounds it's all to celebrate whirlpool at goodwood which is still in effect today wednesday and the simplest way of talking about whirlpool and explaining exactly what that is is to say that the hong kong australian american and french markets and many more as well are all pouring their money into the tote market for goodwood for Wednesday and for Thursday. That means more liquidity for you. It means more value for you. Now, the United States are our third largest listenership. So hey, America, you know what's going on, right? You've got the form, you know the story. But in Ireland and the UK, come on, you're ahead of the game. You're listening to the podcast. You've got great insight yourself. You know the story, you know the form better. ...than most of these punchers. And you've got the expert inside of James Savage, Tom Bull... ...Rory Delargy, Danny Mullins. Get involved. Tote.ie. Sign up now. Place your first bet. If it loses, Tote will refund your stake to a maximum of €20. Euro. And if you place that bet on a horse race market... ...and you win, welcome along to the world of Tote+. plus. You just got a 10% bonus on your winnings. Get involved right now at tote.ie. It's all to celebrate. Whirlpool at Goodwood and Tote's massive commitment and sponsorship to Galway. And speaking of, and it's kind of strange to talk about jumps racing, but also really nice when, they're in, when we're in the middle of the flat season. But two of the most important races in Ireland for jumps racing are taking place over the next couple of days. The Guinness-Galway Hurdle is a massive race. And the feature race of the entire week, and you could indeed argue that this is one of the most prestigious races in the Irish racing calendar for jumps, is the Tote Galway Place. Both races will be live on Racing TV at 6.15. Today, it's the Galway Place. Tomorrow, Thursday, it'll be the Galway Hurdle. And to get the expert insight into what's going to happen, who we should back... I'm delighted to say that we've got one of the best jockeys in the weighing room who took a brutal fall a few weeks ago, which resulted in two crushed vertebrae. That is extremely painful. I have a trapped nerve in the slipped disc. It's a T3 injury, and it can be extremely painful basically all of the time. Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show when you must be in agony. I'm,
2: I'm not in pain, but uh, I'd rather be sitting on two horses next week than sitting behind the television having a look at it, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. Well, look on the bright side.
1: At least you're on the Final fallen podcast. You've got that going for you this week, my man. You're on the podcast. That's it. That's it. Ah, yeah. Every jockey dreams of. In all seriousness, though, I'm really sorry for you that you have to miss out on such an epic week and particularly the Tote-Galway place and the Guinness-Galway hurdle, because you would have had really good rides in those races. How is your recovery going, and how much longer is it going to be before we see you back on the track?
2: Um, Hopefully another six. Um, It's been two weeks now. Um, I'm going to head up to Santry to the sports centre and start my rehab next week, and hopefully uh, all of that goes well. Um, Yeah, it might be late September time I might be back in action all being
1: well. It really was a brutal fall you took so on behalf of all the final front podcast listeners and the entire team here best of luck with your recovery and hopefully you're back in the winner's enclosure sooner rather than later. Better introduce guest number two. We're contractually obliged to say that he is the Racing Post NAPS champion 2020 you can read his expert analysis in the Irish field as well every weekend which is a fantastic publication known as rory de gravy by the hardcore final fallen podcast listeners rory delargy hello there are you well sir well i'm
0: not dead that's the main thing not
1: quite the response i was expecting but hey if you give us loads of gravy that's okay Let's start by talking about the tote Galway plate. and the first thing I need to ask Danny is your insight into the chase course at Galway because it's a brilliant track it's a great place to be it's a real shame that you look at Goodwood and you see the place essentially sold out and there's only a thousand people per day at at Galway but look hopefully we'll get there and well done to Sinead and the team for getting it all going. In terms of the tote Galway play, the last two fences in particular can be quite tricky and can result in a real change in the dynamic of the race. So what kind of profile of horse should Final Fourland Podcast and tote Petters be looking for in the feature race the tote Galway played?
2: I think uh, over jumps, especially in Galway, you need a horse that jumps very well. Things happen so fast. Over fences, you know, especially in the likes, we'll take the plate as an example. If you don't get out, get a position early, jump that first fence down by the stands well, and jump nicely down the far side, you, if you're not in a reasonable position, be the time to get into the dip the first time your race is over. So, some, some other tracks you know you get into the winter on heavy ground a horse is a bit slow to jump in that um, they, they can get a chance where their ability will come true where Galway just doesn't do that. and especially over hurdles as well they uh, they need to jump and hold their ground like if you're missing any beat in, in the Galway hurdle it, you just uh, you find it very difficult to make up ground late on it's a tight track just the fences and hurdles come at you quick you, you need to be at your best jumping around there. I think jumping is the main asset for Galway. But if if you can't jump and you've got a lot of ability, it's just a serious negative going there.
1: Stamina important as well?
2: Stamina can be important, but, you know, it depends from race to race. But it, with stamina, you can, a clever jockey can manipulate a race. Mm. You know, Ryan Moore on love, not, In the King George, the the previous race in Ascot,
1: they
2: they said she wasn't fit. So Ryan jumped out, made the running, steadied it up, took the fitness angle out of the race. You know, if you use your head, you can do that.
1: In terms of the flat, Rory, is it fair to say that in big number races, if you were drawn in stall 20, you are kind of goosed. You kind of need to break fast, no matter where you're drawn. If you blow the start, you're in trouble.
0: You, you need to have the horse primarily. Um, it's it's handy to have the rails draw over over a lot of trips. And track position is important. It's it's more important over the um, over the shorter trips to have a good position. But at the same time, it's it's all about you know you, you look at who wins these races, um, and it doesn't tend to be inexperienced jockeys. It doesn't tend to be jockeys with little little uh, form at the track. Uh, you need to know the ins and outs. You need to know where you want to be. And the one thing that a, that a, um, an inexperienced pilot will tend to do is if they're in a bad position early, try to force themselves into a good position before the final bend, using up all the petrol to get there. So they'll get prominence, but you know, it's a long way home from the final bend. they will go way uphill all the way. Um, and if you use your petrol up before the home turn, you're not getting home. So what you'll find is that jockeys, if you're not in a great position, they've gone too fast for you early on, You've got to sit and suffer. You've got to say, right, I need to be. I need to be sure I can finish this race off. Um, and you've got to pick your way through at the right time. You've got to make sure that whatever effort you're asking for, your horse is still able to deliver in the final hundred yards of the race. Um, because if you, as I said, if you um, if you use up all your fuel, um, it, it's not a track you can steal it. So you've got to be sure that that you know whenever you ask for your effort, your horse is able to produce that effort for the rest of the race. There are tracks where you know you can cheaply make up ground. Um, a, a lot of other tracks, you know, um, where races aren't run uh, as a um, a real end to end gallop. Galway's not one of those places. Um, you've got to either be sure you can get a good position from the off and then try to save a little bit um, in front while others are, tr- are making ground. Or if you can't get a good position early, you've got to make sure that you time your run to perfection. Um, and, and therefore, you know, good horses and good jockeys constantly come to the fore at uh, Galway I'm a good trainer as well of course
2: the stalls the draw on the flat in Galway over 7 furlongs is probably the one you don't want a high number you're getting up to the mile and the mile and a half and the two mile it's, it's less of a factor those 7 furlong races are the ones where you need a good draw the rest it's nice to have a good draw but it's not it's not a game changer I think
1: and we've already seen top trainers succeed at Galway this week but bear that in mind from Rory for the flat meetings that remain at Galway in terms of the tote Galway plate superb stuff from Danny Mullins and let's take a look at the race now the betting is headed by Emmett Mullins. 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 Danny will know very well. And of course, Danny has already provided a winner from the Emmett Mullins stable on the final front podcast on Monday's show. Thank you very much, Danny, with 010 getting the job done. And the shunter, who was a revelation last season. Since joining Emmett Mullins, absolutely superb. He took the Greatwood Hurdle, he won the Moore Battle, then was going for that Kelso-Cheltenham double. They ran him in the paddy power plate, and he got the job done netting connections. 100,000 of the Queen's finest sovereigns, and I suspect that those connections were then paid a substantial amount of money when J.P. McManus reached into his pocket, made an offer, and secured the shunter for himself. He has since run massive races at Aintree and at Punchestown as well. So no surprise to see him heading the betting with Simon Torrens on board and claiming three. Top moon for last year's winning trainer, Joseph O'Brien with Mark Walsh on board, JP's stable jockey. JP McManus with the top two in the betting and he loves to win this race. Willie Mullins has about 20 horses entered. Sarcasm obviously with Brahma Bull and Royal Rendezvous about eight to one, both them uh, you've then got off you go yet another jp horse for cahill burns and jody mcgarvey i have to give a mention to one of my favorite horses in training a phrase i love to say it even features on the final Furlong podcast mugs easy game is a 25 to 1 shot who was sent off 11 to 2 for this race last year a massive gamble on last year uh, with brian cooper on board so danny if you could ride any horse in this race, and I'm not just referring to the William Mullins team, any horse in this race, who would it be and who do you think is the most suited to win this year's renewal of the Tote-Galway plate?
2: Ooh, so, we're going to throw the spanner among the works. Uh, the shunter, I don't think he jumps well enough to win a plate. (sighs)
1: Sorry, Emmett. Uh,
2: it's obviously got a huge engine. And He's improving no end, but if you watch him winning in Cheltenham, the last two fences, he probably would have won by 10 lengths if they weren't there. They just got in his way and he won very nicely still. But then go on to Aintree in a grade one, which is another step up on his form level again, but the three last three fences in Aintree, they got in his way again. And I suppose the fact that you have a three-four-long run in, in Galway, he might have the ability to travel sweetly and just be nursed through the dip, just get A to B and win from there. But for me, a horse that, that can make a little mistake like that, I, I just can't fancy him. Ability is no question mark, but I, I just think his jumping is going to come against him. I think Royal Rendezvous is the one for me from Willie's. He had a decent run, first run back in Town in a competitive handicap chase, and um, went to Ballinrobe where he was odds on and duly obliged that day. And I think since Ballinrobe, the plan is always to was always to come back and have a go again in the in the place he, he ran very well he was only beaten so less than a length i think uh, by early doors last year and he's he's the horse that fits the real profile for the race uh, he's a good jumper he stays well and we know he likes the track. And uh, I, I think he's the one for me. I, I'd have Ryder right on the boo ahead of the shelter. The
1: 273 days that he was off, was there much of an issue or was it just an actual decision to really target Galway?
2: I'm not sure what the issue must've been something up because I'd won on him back in Nace, uh, I think it was the weekend before Cheltenham and he missed uh, He missed a bit of time. He didn't run any of the other spring festivals until he turned up in Galway mm. last summer. And then he's missed time again before Punchestown, And I suppose that might have been the reason why Willie wanted to have a go in Ballinrobe a good bit before Galway, where he could sit back in and prepare him from there without uh, needing to run him a couple of weeks beforehand. Uh, I would imagine it was a, a well thought out and targeted plan to come back again for this race.
1: And he definitely fits the bill of a horse that jumps very, very well.
2: Yes, like I, I'm, I'm not questioning the Shunter's ability, but I just don't think his jumping is going to leave him in a position where he can win the race.
1: That's why we love having Danny Mullins on the show. Not afraid to express strong opinions, the Shunter. 9-2 favorite. He is even shorter than that with some firms, but quite keen to take him on, Danny, with Royal Rendezvous, a horse that Danny has won on a couple of times, and um, including last time out at Ballon Robe, Paul Townend on board. Rory Delargy. for you, who is your idea of this year's winner of the Tote Galway Plate?
0: Certainly respect uh, uh, Danny's view there. I think it's, I think that's a decent point about the about the Shunter as well. He's been very very well placed by Emmett to, to win the races uh, that he has, but th- there comes a point where he ends up um, a little high in the weights, so and that looks to be the uh, the case with him now. Um, uh, given that you know there's there's still uh, one or two quirks there, um, he's you know, I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be desperately keen to. Um, to lay him, but I think he probably gets fined out of a month 152. um 152. He'll need to improve again, certainly. And um, uh, although he's been progressive for the last um, the last nine months or so, I just think um, I think he might just uh, struggle at this stage. If you want me to throw something controversial in there, I can see old Modus running well. Really? Yeah, he's an 11 year old now, but he's well handicapped on the uh, on the pick of his form, and I just. He's the kind of horse I think will, will arguably thrive for a move. You know, he's just gone to Ender Bulger. He ran, he ran perfectly well on the Grimes Hurdle. I thought has been 20 lengths in the end, but you know, stepping up on trip, you know, two mile, two mile five, two mile six, his kind of trip. He ran a very good race in this um a couple of years ago mm. um off a mark of one four-four. Um he doesn't seem to have lost an awful lot ability-wise since then. Um, and it's just a case of whether he's, you know. He's been freshened up by that move to the volger and if he has, then he's, he's quite interesting with the
1: ball in the West. I look forward to seeing him in a cross-country chase soon.
0: I don't think Modus is really in a cross-country
2: chase.
1: You've seen Modus up close, Danny? Oh,
2: I wouldn't say that. He might. Really? Um, don't think well, I'd be... They come in all, all shapes and up. sizes, don't they? Yeah, like I, I don't think I'd be lining up to ride him if he wasn't coming from... Uh, <laughs> And the Bulgers But And they can work some magic He
1: can To be fair And
2: it would be magic If he did work it It <laughs> really
1: would It really would I just
2: Don't know he'd, If he was to win A cross country race It would be in Cheltenham As opposed to Punchestown. Punchestown. I think he'd ha- he might Handle the hedges But I couldn't see him Handling the banks Of Punchestown.
0: Yeah that makes sense In, in fairness He is a slightly more likely Cross country type Than young Youngworth
1: in my opinion. Oh, my God. Yanworth got got a raw deal. Speaking of hurdlers, the Guinness handicap hurdle. Now, I do hope...
2: Have I got the winner?
1: Damn right. Winner takes it all. Sevens. Belfast Banter, Cheltenham Festival, and Aintree Hero. Nines. Best price. Generally, eights. Magic Tricks. Tens. Cape Gentleman. Twelves. Saldier. Twelves. Oh, Saldier. With such high hopes. Danny Mons. Same question for you as the plate. If you were fully fit and you had your pick of who to ride, who would it be? And again, who do you think is the most likely winner of the Guinness Galway Hurdle?
2: I think I might be leaning towards giving CL Dinesh another chance. Um... You know, he, he ran over a little bit further the last day in Punchestown. He, he was second over two and a half miles. Uh, a bit of good ground might bring a little bit more out of him. Mm. He's he's always promised plenty and, and failed to deliver on that. But this could be the type of race that that would suit him. We truly run a bit of good ground. He'd be able to travel into it nicely. He's 16 to 1 for a reason and I wouldn't from a betting point of view I wouldn't probably back him out much shorter than that but of of Willie's bunch you know burning victory I think did she go to France and won a flat handicap there she just didn't seem to jump in Punches town uh, Sal there you know he's really shown a better spark running back on the flat but didn't have the Enthusiasm earlier in the spring in the couple of races that that I sat in them now maybe the flat will have woken them up a little bit again. As regards the winner of the race, I think Neil Mulholland's horse uh, Milkwood, winner of the Scottish Champion Hurdle, mm-hmm. and ran quite well in Cheltenham behind Belfast Panther. Um, you know, run that race again, and I think. Um, I think that they'd, they'd like to have another go at it, things just maybe didn't unfold for him on the day. And uh, it hasn't gone up that much, maybe up five pounds for winning the the Scottish champion hurdle. So, yeah, I think uh, this would be a race that that'll suit you know, travels well, jumps well, and still hopefully has a little bit up his sleeve.
1: Milkwood for Danny Mullins, but what about Rory Dillarkey? Are you in agreement, Rory, or are you going in a different direction? Perhaps we'll be ending up with an exacta, or maybe you'll mention the horse that I like, in which case we could be heading for a trifecta.
0: Who do you like, Rory? Uh, a really tough one. Um, They're both
1: um, very, very competitive, not very, very strong <laughs> renewals of the races. To be fair,
0: yeah, Res- hugely competitive. So you got to find out what you think is capable of better than it's shown so far. I, you know, I'm, I look at it and I keep thinking, oh, well, Saldier could um, uh, could win this off top with. It's not going to be the selection, but you know, he's one of those. He's he's, he's you know, we were with him a, a couple of years ago at the post for the for the champion hurdle, and hasn't worked for him over hurdles at all since. But he ran um, uh, he ran a cracker back in the in the uh, on the flats at Royal Ascot. Mm-hmm. Probably should have finished closer than he did as well in the in the copper horse handicap, and if that's the suggestion that he's that he's back to form. You know, giving his rated 103 there, he could look well handicapped at 155. But the horse I'm going to go for in the end is a horse I think is um, uh, I hope a grid win a grade one winner in the making. Oh, uh, and that is Call Me Lyrene. Now the Interesting. site. Interesting. Uh, caveat to that is I think he might be a great one winner over fences. Ah. <laughs> but um he looked he looks a smashing horse early in the season. Um he won the Fishery Lane hurdle and looked like he was going to you know to take a to really high order over hurdles. His next two runs were were dreadful, I thought. And he just he you know, he looks I thought he he looked the kind of horse when he won at Nace Um he he travelled well and he found tons for pressure and he looked the kind of horse you really wanted to have on your side. Then at Leoperside and Ferryhouse. Uh, you know, granted in, in better races, um, you know, in the uh, in the future champions at Center uh, um, over Christmas um, and then in the, the Hardy Eustace at Ferry House. Um, he didn't find anything off the bridle at all. And I thought, oh, this isn't the horse I thought he was at all mid-season. But then um, um, it, it's possible he, made, he needed the run in the Hardy Eustace. That was his first run since December. He looked um, right back to the horse he was when he was second at Punchestown. Run, I thought he ran an absolute cracker there um, only just denied um, by Jazaway. away um, and if he got a clear run I think he probably would have won that but again he found plenty for pressure um, and that was, that's the horse that I <coughs> that I thought he was when I saw him earlier in the season so I, d- I don't know what the issue was he can't bit it down to the ground because it was heavy ground when he won the Fishery Lane um, but some um, I think he's, he's a kind of watched to keep improving for a fair while now that he's sort of found his niche again. He's up £5 for that. But I think 140 is a very fair amount um, taken on balance. Um, he's going to do better still. I think maybe he just, you know, he, he was perhaps growing mid-season. You know, he's he's only a five-year-old. He's He's, he's got a, a, a chaser's pedigree, a chaser's build as well. And he might just need a little bit more time. But the fact that he ran such a good race on his handicap debut suggests that there's um, there's a big race in him over hurdles before he goes
1: chasing, and um, this might be it. It's a good chat, Rory, and definitely we'll be putting Comely larine into the trifecta. I'm by no means trying to stir anything up here. I just I'm thinking of the fact that Clondale Warrior was an ex Shark handling horse who William Mullins trained to win the Galway Hurdle. Is there a chance, Danny, that the Shark can get revenge on Willie? in the William Mullins cast-off Sky Ace by taking that horse to go and win the Galway Hurdle. I'm not trying to stir the pot. I really like this horse. What do you think, Denny? Can Sky Ace get the job done for the shark?
2: Sky Ace, I give her a decent chance. I think she has plenty of ability. I wonder, has she got the... The speed for, for this type of race? Um, That's a big question. You know, she, she's very tough and, you know, she, she has ability, but I wonder now, will she just be taken off her feet uh, early on? You know, in Fairy House, when she beat Galois, she she grounded out all the way to the finish. The Mayor's Hardland Cheltenham has run at a real end-to-end gallop and you know she, she hung on in there to, to run well finish fourth back to Punchestown it was two and a half miles soft to heavy uh, down Royal possibly two miles up there still on the soft side but that might be your only reason to say she has the speed but I don't see another reason uh, it'll be fantastic for the shark to win it and you know what he's done with her is it's a credit to him and it's great for the game to see things like that can be done but I just wouldn't be jumping up and down about her for the Galway Harden.
1: It is starting to come to the point now where the price is beginning to erode. Could, could you from. with
2: confidence say she, she's going to be banged there? She has a chance if everything falls her way and you know she's probably in there of a nice enough weight, but I just think that she doesn't have the pace for the race. You go into hard and summer handicappers or probably more geldings and the likes are uh, just that little bit sharper and and you still think, I suppose the lads have had a great journey with her and they want to have a crack at the Galway Plate, play. It's the iconic race, but was she to turn up in the 2-6 race later in the week? I'd give her a winning chance in that, but I just can't seem to think of her having a winning chance in the hurdle
1: all right all right fair enough I have to say I'm going with Skyus. she is my pick I think that the way the ground has gone and the vibes from the yard I I can't really get away from her and I completely see where both of you are coming from it is going to be a very competitive race it's going to be a proper tough renewal of the race as well but I, I really fancy her. Uh, I think she's got a great chance, and um, I think it'd be a fantastic story as well. And then off 10 stone 9, uh, Skyis would be the, the pick for me. As I said, the vibes are very good. Uh, so positive notes for Milkwood, Ciel de Niege, Saldier even gets a mention. Uh, call me Lyrene for Rory as well. Uh, Danny, quick word on the graded novice chase. This is the 5.45, the race that's just before that, it's the uh, Rockshore Novice Grade Three. Um, I know that there's a Henry de Bromhead horse in here that you're quite keen on.
2: Henry de Bromhead's mare, Gin online she's mm-hmm. been very good in what she's done so far. A few days, you know, she's shown in a few indifferent jumps, but looked very good around Limerick the last day, and she's probably the most solid and most likely winner of the race. Fan the Blues is an experienced handicapper but likes a bit of good ground and the hill might just finish him off. He he just doesn't come home well in his races. I think that might sort him out. And others, oh, Robinia won nicely in Tremor. Now, I thought I had her covered on another mare of willies that day Lady Brefney, but she did run out a good winner of the race. Her form probably has to improve for her to beat Jin on Lyme. The more you look through the race, I think it's it's very hard to get away from Jin on Lime. She's a daughter of uh, Dr.
0: Dino, and she's definitely improved for racing on good ground. So if it turned very soft, that would be a concern for her. Um, but if they're going on the good side, then she'd be, she'd be hard to beat.
1: So both Rory and Danny in agreement on Gin and Lime, but ground, of course, dependent. I love that. Uh, We'll talk about the feature race on the Friday. Again, this race is going to be live on TG Cahar in Ireland. It will also, of course, be live on Racing TV, 5.30 Galway. Danny Mullins, take it away. I have a feeling I know who you're going to go for, but um, give us some insight. Drop the gravy for us.
2: We'll go with uh, Rula Bula. She's ah. the one we were looking at now. You know, an improving mayor. Uh 10-4 is probably going to be near enough bottom weight in the race. I, I think she's my most likely winner of it. My sister Sarah, she ran well around uh, maybe in this race over hurdles in Galway um last year or the year before. Could possibly be another one to come back and double up here. I still think Rula has a real good chance in this race.
1: The fact that you're saying that and that William Mullins has won this five times in the last 10 years. That's enough for me.
0: Oh, do I not not get a go on that then?
2: Hey, hey, hey. Rory has a springer.
0: Rory. What have you spotted? You should know perfectly well. Uh Decound Day. worry, the
2: prices are not up yet.
0: No, don't you worry about that. Deco Rio Day <laughs> will definitely be overpriced. He raised uh, a horse that I that I um I thought would run well at the entry. Yep. I tipped him up each way at 66 to 1 or bigger for the uh for the entry hurdle and he ran a cracker to be fourth that day. Um which one or two people might have uh, got a, a place out on He ran well this mean last year, he uh finished fourth and then improved. A chunk on that by um, defying top ways at um, at Killarney, uh, and then he only had one run between that um, and the entry. He, he does need a run to get him to get him uh, fit. Um, I thought he caught the eye on the point hurdle and travelled well for a long way and uh, faded as if he needed the run. Judy ran the race of his life then at, at the entry, but you know there's no fluke about that at all. Uh, and i he's ten pounds higher than than when winning um, a handicap at uh, Killarney last August. I think he deserves that. I think he, you know he's he's a kind of horse who. Um, he was capable of a big run here, of um, uh, even off that um, that higher mark. Um, and you know, he's not he's not had enough a lot of racing in the last couple of years. But he's a very useful novice, placed in in a Grade Two company at um, at Warwick. And uh, I think um, he will go under the radar again.
1: Well, you say that, Rory, but now he won't, because odds compilers listen to the Final Furlong podcast, the Final Furlong podcast army. Are just waiting to hear who you're putting up. So I'll be very, very interested to see what price Deco Orlando has put up initially, and then the Sea of Blue on Odds Checker, which, let's face it, is the most reliable of all the odds. Compare Ra- Racing TV actually have a, a good setup, but um. Oof. Deck Orlande, you were crowned a hero by the final furlong podcast army. 66 to 1 each way in the Entry hurdle and you land the gamble. It played out exactly as you said it would. So I'm pretty sure listeners still owe you bottles of Moet and uh, a few glasses of whiskey as well. So Deck Orlande, uh, a massive shout. And uh, given the fact that there's been such a positive note for Rula Bula from Danny. I think we're gonna have to do the Exacta as well. So that then brings us Toad Exacta with, of course, Tote Plus, which means if Rulabula and Deco Orlande, if you want to back them to win, wanna back them to place. You wanna do the uh, box exacta like I'll be doing if they win. If Rulabulu wins, if uh, Decker Orlande wins, if they finish first and second and we land the exacta 10% bonus with Tote Plus. But it's only available to Tote customers online at tote.ie. Don't forget that. Tote Plus is a game changer, a 10% bonus on your winnings, but it's only available exclusively to Tote customers. So make sure you sign up. Tote. That brings me to best bets. I am fascinated to hear what the lads are going to go for. And Danny, I'll tell you straight up, if your best bet turns out to be in the tote Galway plate, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a bonus for you.
2: We'll go with the plate and we'll go for Royal Rendezvous.
0: Oh! oh, oh. I love it. Rory DeLargy. I'm going to go with Decor Irlande.
2: He's swinging for the
0: fences. We Lovely. think. No, we, don't, we don't know we what not know. Assume
1: First rule of law. Never assume. Also, assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. That being said, Decor Irlande has been a gravy train for us, so we have to go with her. And I love the fact that I said to Danny, I'm pretty sure if you go for your nap in the Tote Galway plate, Tote will give you a bonus. We'll go for the plate, says Danny. Nicely done. Pure Kilkenny there. (coughs) The Kilkenny lads have to stick together. Uh, Speaking of gravy, there's loads of it available for you right now, but only at Tote.co.uk. Tote.e, or the official Tote app, is Tote celebrate world Pool at Goodwood. That is still in effect today, Wednesday, and Thursday as well at Goodwood. Think of all the liquidity that you're getting in the market, all the potential gravy. It applies for Quinellas, Exactus, trifectas, the Place Pot. We're talking about the wind market, the place market. There's so much liquidity there, and Tote want to celebrate that. They also want to celebrate their massive sponsorship at Galway. Not just all of the other races that they're sponsoring, but the fact that they Tote are sponsoring the most prestigious race of the summer in Ireland, in jumps racing, the big race of the week at Galway, the Tote-Galway place. Tote are not a bookmaker. TOTE will never shut down your account. TOTE give back to racing. So make sure you sign up and take advantage for yourself of what TOTE are offering because they're celebrating this by enhancing their offer. Normally, it's a 10 pound or 10 euro free bet. This time, because of this week, TOTE are giving you a 10 pounds, TOTE are giving you a 20 pounds or €20 free bet on any sport pools. If you lose, Tote will refund that money to you in cash up to €20. And if you win and you've placed your bet on a horse race market, it's very important to say that Tote Plus is only available on horse racing. Well, welcome to the world of Tote Plus. You just got a 10% bonus on your winnings. Tote Plus is exclusive to Tote.ie, to the Tote app, and to Tote.co.uk. It is an exclusive product for Tote online bettors. Take advantage of the gravy that is available to you at Tote.ie. Enjoy Galway. Enjoy Goodwood. And hopefully you've enjoyed this show. Some brilliant insight from Danny, some brilliant insight from Rory. We will chat to you again very, very soon on the Final Furlong podcast. I'm on Talk Sport 2 on Thursday and Friday covering the racing uh, from Goodwood. Really looking forward to that and looking forward to reviewing all the action with the absolute legend, Simon Holt. And that will be on Monday as we look back on Goodwood two feature races at Galway, the Galway plate and the Galway hurdle. And we'll probably take a look back at the King George as well, because we didn't get a chance to do that. And then we're, we're off. We're taking a little break, uh, as we go and celebrate my best friend's wedding. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Danny Mullins. You're an absolute legend. Rory Delargy, hero. You can read Rory's, uh, brilliant content in the Irish field at the weekend. Also check out his column on sporting life as well. And for me, Emma Kennedy, I'll see you on talk sport too. And uh, right here on the Final Forum Podcast as well. Thank you for the support. If you like the show, if you like the insight from Danny and Rory, a five-star rating on your podcast app, wherever you're listening to us, or sharing this show makes such a huge difference. The reaction that we got to the Abattoir special was just off the hook. I never expected that show to do as well as it did. In fact, I kind of thought the opposite. I just felt that we needed to do a response to what the BBC did with their documentary. And we've got the best listeners in the world. The reaction to that show and the new listeners that have come in on the back of that show as well. You're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed the content we're doing. That was just phenomenal. And it's all down to you. The best listeners in the world the show just blew up on every podcast app on every platform i cannot thank you enough for that And nickel is an absolute superstar until next time be safe be well enjoy your racing and hopefully we've got plenty of gravy for you take care god bless
0: Sign up to tote.ie today and place your first bet. If it loses, we'll refund your stake in cash up to 20 euro. And do not forget, by betting directly with us online, you get a 10% bonus on your winnings on horse race markets with tote+. Come get the gravy, only with tote.ie.